Leonard spooked because some of his energy was like taken from her when she was like kissing him. She was like draining his energy. She's sucking him dry. Yeah. <laughs> I think someone actually says that. They, they do. And the first time I had watched this, I was like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> everybody to another laser comb podcast the show where we comb through classic tv shows with a fine-toothed laser i am one of your hosts neo cal and i'm your other host christopher siege uh christopher siege it seems that um you have been stricken by some malady today your your hair is doing something funny <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, if you're watching the video version of this show, uh, I am, uh, well, I'm a cat. Cat, uh, cat of her siege. Cat of her siege. Uh, reason why is because I, uh, cut myself very horribly today shaving in, uh, two different spots. And let me tell you, I didn't know my lips could bleed that much. Like, they... They, they only stopped bleeding about maybe a half hour ago, and I shaved about uh, three or four hours ago now. He's a bleeder. Uh, apparently, yes. So I don't look the greatest right now, so I decided uh, to, to, to go into beast mode today, if, yeah, if you will. That's his beast mode. It's yeah. canon. Yep. Uh, today... Now, actually, before that, before we get into the the subject at hand, uh, okay. th not that the title or um, if you're watching video, our backgrounds would give anything away. But uh, how is the Catifer Siege doing? Are there, there there's some troubles going on? Well, I, I well, I just mentioned uh, uh, issues with cutting, like butchering my face, mm -hmm. shaving. Um, been dealing with some uh, some issues, if you will, uh, with a uh, longtime friend who I have uh, just today made the decision to cut out of my life entirely. There's so, also bathroom shenanigans and there, yeah, there's also, yourself like a homeless person. It's, it's all kinds of fun. Yeah, my my shower has been uh, ripped apart by my landlords. I haven't been able to bathe for several days at this point. I've been wiping myself down with uh, with wet wipes, uh, which is actually a lot more effective than I thought it would be, to be honest. Um, I've been staving off body odor. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, and uh, listeners, I am a shower like one to two times a day kind of person, like without fail. Yeah. Uh, so me not being able to bathe for the past several days has uh, it's been an experience. Mm -hmm. But uh, taking wet wipes and uh, wiping myself down head to toe a couple times a day and spraying dry shampoo on my uh, on my hair. Uh, it's it, it's not ideal, but it but it works. It'll do. So much um, like Bucks Buckley's, it it tastes awful, but it works. 
So I can't help but to notice in, uh, for video listeners that uh, your beast form seems to be covered in some sort of uh, ectoplasm, if you will. Yes, I'm getting into the the, the spirit of the, the spookiness. This would have actually been a good show to talk about in the month of October. Right? I don't know why <laughs> I didn't think about it uh, uh, until then. Um, so yes, the subject at hand, uh, my choice for this episode uh was extreme ghostbusters yes a show no one but me and you remembers but apparently for whatever reason very randomly um and this isn't going to mean anything to (laughs) non-canadian listeners but uh on ctv uh canadian television ctv.ca for whatever fucking reason has the entire series available to stream for free on its website (laughs) yeah it's it's bizarre it's perplexing but <laughs> very well I, I mean i'm not complaining but it's just it's it's so weird like yeah yeah it's on youtube too but it's in bits and pieces like you're not going to find every episode on youtube right this one is um it is episode 29 29 29 of extreme ghostbusters uh Till death do us start, or till death do we start. It has multiple names if you go to the the wikis. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's episode twenty nine, and um, that's our laser comb number eleven. When Extreme this, Ghostbusters. This air November fourteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Holy shit. Or, I uh, thought this came out a little bit later than that, but no, I guess late no, no. 90s. No, I remember watching this when it was uh, originally airing. It was definitely 97. Oh, you're right. I had toys when I was a kid. Of, right. I had toys when I had a kid. Uh, specifically, Kylie. You had toys when you had a kid. When I had a kid. Yeah, I had uh, Extreme <laughs> Ghostbuster toys um, when I was like 13, 12. 12 so it lines up yeah well i was 12 in 1997 so maybe 11 i'm terrible with dates like terrible i'm like how how long ago is that five years and somebody will be like that was eight dog so you would have been like (laughs) 10 i think yeah that that more lines up what year were you born uh late uh, l- sometime in the late 20th century. <laughs> and uh, what's your social security number, good sir? 555-55-F-U-C-K. S- Sigma balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so the toy I had was of Kylie, uh, the character you see in my background uh for audio listeners kylie was the she's the goth chick yep yeah there's yeah um and the other characters um garrett was the wheelbound member um roland was the uh there's no nicer way to say this. Roland's the token black guy. <laughs> and they made yeah. him responsible, but also boring. I don't know. I kind of liked him. 
No, no, he he's he's one of the funnier characters because he has to be the straight man. The, right. And and sometimes comedies necess- you need the straight man to to make the, the jokes work. Otherwise, the others are all too wacky. Like Garrett thinks he's hilarious. He's making jokes all the time. Eduardo never seems that he wants to be there. And it's very clear that he has a crush on Kylie. So uh, Eduardo's what? Like the shaggy of the group? Yeah, I, I found him quite insufferable, to be honest. Like, he's the only character in the show I didn't like. Weird, because when I was a kid, I liked Kylie and Eduardo the most. Mm. Don't know why. It's it's like that, that tastes change when you get older. Right? Like, as a kid, I everybody like relates to the kind of like underdog, the rebel who doesn't want to listen to authority. And then when you get older, you're like, this person's just annoying. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, But it's not just those. It's not just um, Kylie, Garrett, Roland and Eduardo. They're, they're not necessarily, they don't necessarily grow up to become a badass renegade. They're actually just a, a dude who is really emotionally damaged and doesn't know how to process trauma. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so there's usually... I'm referencing uh, Enzo Matrix from Reboot. Yeah. Uh, for, for We also have there. a Reboot podcast called Alphanumeric, a Reboot yes. podcast. Yes. It's on hiatus um, right now, but it's coming back real soon. Coming back soon. And uh, Egon, like the Egon, joins them. And he's kind of like the mentor slash house sitter slash boss of the rest of them. I can't quite remember how the series starts off, but presumably he hires them all. That's Lasercomb. We 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 only watched one episode <laughs> of it, and it's episode. No, I remember 29. he he uh, fuck he he's their teacher. He, oh, he was is that their, it? Are they yeah. interns? <laughs> yeah, uh, he was their teacher in high school or like junior college or something like that. Okay, okay. I'm following you. My, my 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 cat's doing some weird things with his uh, with his head pose right now. No, that's all right. You know, sometimes he's just got to push his glasses up. The, the great thing is um, the the video watchers will, uh, they don't have to know when you hit the auto calibrate button. <laughs> okay, so Till Death Do We Start, Till Death Do Us Part, whichever you want to call it, has like, what what's the term for like city folk? Yuppie? City slicker. Yeah. Um, yeah an accountant dude who... He's got a ponytail. But I don't know. They, they, they describe this dude as a yuppie in the episode. I don't get yuppie vibes from him at all. Guy's I a fucking get, guy's a fucking accountant for Christ's sake. He, I get. He, okay, so okay, so that, go ahead. When I think of yuppie, I think of like Patrick Bateman from American Psycho and like the dudes that he works with. Or I think of like uh, the executives from RoboCop, like really douchey, like 
probably do a lot of coke on the weekends, maybe sometimes in the men's room at work, really like really driven, like cutthroat and, but also kind of vapid at the same time. This guy is kind of just a point Dexter. I so I don't this episode props. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. Maybe he was a yuppie. The, your description of a yuppie, like, 10 years ago but now he's in his like late 30s he's you know he hasn't done blow in like six years he's he wants to cut that shit out and start a family to give the episode credit this guy is startlingly realistic like Mm. probably more so than the main cast in how weird he is the little nuances of it like this just seems like a dude you know what i mean so yeah 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 and at the beginning this random dude uh his name is leonard bates there's a joke there but i can't think of one uh and leonard bates uh, is moving in bates motel maybe um he's moving into a big ass house out in the countryside And um, the movers are like, wow, this is a big house with lots of room. You must have a big family. And he like looks down shamefully and he's like, no, no, it's, it's just me. Yeah. And like the movers awkwardly like fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. He, he's clearly a lonely guy. Um, and, uh, he, he finds like a mysterious well, well in the, um, like tool shed. In the tool shed, yeah. But like he seems surprised by it. And I'm like, bro, didn't you look at the property before you bought it? Uh I guess not. Also, I... like, I would love to have a like giant ass house like that all to myself. So I I, I don't rad, right? I don't see the fucking problem here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe this guy is like in his late 40s and he's like well, desperate he, he... for he actually mentions later in the episode that he's uh, he's going to be turning 40 soon. Ah, so my initial estimate was right. Yeah. Right. And um, he pulls out a quarter. He's talking to himself and he's like, huh, wishing well, huh? Well, I guess I wouldn't hurt to wish, wish for a wife. And he throws why? the quarter in. So first off, why does he think this is a wishing well? That's the thing. <laughs> is every well a wishing well? Or wishing wells. That's a good point. Why wouldn't he just say a well? But is every well a wishing well? Aren't That's all what... wells wishing well? That's an existential question right there. Yeah. <laughs> not um, all wishing all wishing wells are a type of well, but not all wells are wishing wells. Right. <laughs> I I guess. Um so he throws the quarter in there and there's like a and he wishes a for a wife. Light. He wishes and for a wife, not I, to meet somebody. Oh, you're you're going exactly where I. Go, I feel go like ahead. you're going where I. Uh, that my my thought that I had. About I have this. a long rant about people that go, man. How do I get a girlfriend? Like it's a physical thing that you obtain, not yep. how do I meet people and like. Okay, so we're I... we're we're definitely on the same page here. So this is a fundamental problem that uh and like i i i and to be honest like i was like this when i was a teenager myself 
Um, but this is a like issue that I see with a lot of dudes. They're like, man, I really wish I had a girlfriend, man. I really, really wish I had a wife, but like, that's, that's, that's like wishing you had an Xbox. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah. And like, that's, that's an abstract concept at that point, because it's like, like, oh, I wish I had a girlfriend. What does that mean to you? Yeah. Like, what does that and mean? And it's to like, you? do you want because a girlfriend like, who's barely there for you, who might do, you might not mesh with? Be, because like every relationship experience is different because every single person is different. Yeah. So it's like the, the problem with this kind of mindset is like, you're wishing for a abstract concept that you've like built up in your head, but like, doesn't tran really translate to anything tangible because like, like, Oh, I, I, Oh, I wish I had a girlfriend. Oh, I wish I had a wife, but like, no, what you should be, the thing that you should want is like actually like meeting a person and forming a connection with them yeah ba based on who they are as people as a person and who you are as an individual and it's different for people who have trouble dating we're kind of speaking from a, a place of privilege where we don't have incredible difficulty in that field i definitely and did when i was a teenager but uh my, my 20 my early 20s onwards no i haven't had a ton of trouble in that and in that it gets regard to the point where like to, to people podcasts i've watched and friends i've talked to where you're alone so long and you see other people with partners and they have kids and they get married or whatever and maybe you've had no relationships or you've had just a couple or whatever and so you they inadvertently act different around their attracted gender right Right. Um, and it's about every potential like single or available like person that they're interested in is a potential mate. So they can't help but acting different. And I know like guys like this and I, and I know a couple knew a couple chicks like that. And the longer it happens, the worse it is. And it's so easy for people to say, oh, just need to be yourself. You need to be friends with them first. But they've been in what other people describe as like, in quotes, friend zone, like so long. It's like, they don't get it. And that's not right. their fault. Right. So like there are people that like struggle with that thing and they use terminology or phrasing like I want a wife, I want a girlfriend, I want a, a boyfriend rather than, Oh, I want somebody that like meshes with me. And I want to remain romantic relationship with somebody that likes me as much as I like them. So maybe we're judging too hard because it's like you said, it sounds like we're, they're objectifying. A mm. uh, wife, a girlfriend or whatever, but like, maybe that's just, short for like man it'd be nice to like meet somebody <laughs> right i've come full circle and i'm like well maybe maybe that's that's not so terrible 
Well, this, but, is yeah. all, th- this is also a children's cartoon, but uh, uh, the only as we analyze this yeah. one line for ten the, minutes. The, the the yeah, I just I the reason why I brought it up was because like when I was watching this earlier, it was something that popped into my head that I felt like was worthy of discussion, and particularly to people who spend most of their life chasing money, which. Mm-hmm. It, it, presumably this guy has done well he is an accountant and we all know accountants make a lot of money well they i i actually have no idea what an accountant makes but well, i know that um a certain somebody um made made bank a lot of money and he was an accountant like thing okay hmm what was um the the dude from the room? What was his official position with the bank? Oh, it's never it's never explained. Oh, he just worked for bank, he just, right? He he just works for the bank, and uh, he he makes them a lot of money. They already put his ideas into practice, as if he's like like a designer or something. <laughs> Anyways, we anybody curious to see what our um thoughts on the room is uh we actually have that on our on our patreon (laughs) we actually do live commentary about it and many of the people doing commentary about it or half of us um that are part of laser comb uh had not seen it until then uh yeah yeah yourself included yep that was uh it was an experience (laughs) yeah so patreon.com slash laser comb go check that out yeah so he wishes for a wife and a fleshy mass, like a sphincter, eats the coin at the bottom of this fucking well. It has, it has water in it, by the way, listeners. Um, and it immediately forms a ghostly bride. Like, he, he doesn't even have time to walk away out of the shed before this chick comes out and she's like, yes, my love. A zombride. At first, she has flesh and skin, but when he turns around and looks at her, she loses her skin and she gets scary. Yeah. Zombride. Zombie bride. Zombride. And she screams and she floats after him and he runs away in terror. And uh, the intro, you had some things to say about uh, Extreme Ghostbusters intro. Yeah, I kind of I kind of dig it. It's like a a uh, a, it's kind of a like midnight mid to late 90s cover of the ghostbusters song we all know and love from the original 1984 movie but it's done in a style that's very similar to the band uh monster magnet which um uh is a band that no one but me seems to remember even though like they they're music videos have like literally like 25 million views it's on one of those and like they did music for hell is that (laughs) they did music for wwe back in the day and like shit like that but like and their their songs were on a bunch of soundtracks in the late 90s but uh yeah apparently no one but me remembers monster magnet but anyway (laughs) so we got a monster magnet cover of the the ghostbusters theme as the intro and i'm i'm here for it i i dig it and uh yeah we get a shot of all the characters Shooting up some ghosties and um, 
the characters uh, uh wheelchair boy and goth girl are uh in a race she's riding a bike he's uh in the chair as always yeah and i'm like holy cow so garrett and kylie are in a race apparently if i'm either... glad you know the names of the characters in this show because i definitely do not garrett garrett's uh wheels and uh uh, goth girl is Kylie and um, he's beating her in a wheelchair and I'm like that is I don't know if that's pathetic for Kylie or immensely like impressive as Garrett why not both let's say both yeah let's let, let, let's go with both wow and uh, yeah they're racing around the block and um, the responsible one Roland is uh, timing them and Slimer is there and he's got you know the checkered flag um, and a green flag. Um, anybody that's never seen this, like Slimer's their pet, their mascot, their friend. They just hang out with them. Yeah. He's a good ghost. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He lives in the uh, the Ghostbusters fire hall. And uh, Garrett wins the race. Yeah, he, uh, he, he wins the race. And... Uh, I would just like to point out that uh, Kylie is voiced by legendary voice actress Tara Strong. Um, mm -hmm. Look her name up. She's in, like, basically fucking everything. Yeah. But uh, uh, notably, she voices Raven in Teen Titans. Like, that's... She likes that... voicing goth people, you know? Yeah. It's... Uh, and Raven she counts as goth, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, the performance she gives as Kylie, like she has this very inconsistent, like Brooklyn accent that like, I forgot like, about shifts, it halfway through and then at the end, yeah, it shifts in and out. Yeah. Um, but when it's there, but when it's there, let me tell you, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm digging it. You're supportive of it. <laughs> I, 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 I support, uh, uh, Brooklyn goth girl. Yeah, me too. Uh, so Roland is like, uh, where's Eduardo? And we cut to Eduardo, Eduardo who's Eduardo? walking his bike. Hey, so Eduardo is like the, the shaggy of the group. The Hispanic shaggy yeah. of the group. Yeah, it, he's supposed to be? I, yeah, let's go yes. Just yeah. like Kylie's Ooh. supposed to be Brooklyn have a Brooklyn accent. Eduardo's su supposed to be Hispanic. I, I his name is Eduardo. What what and he has a, an accent, so there we go. Um so he's he, sweating. He, he is literally the only character in this show I don't like. <laughs> so very confused here. He's sweating his ass off and he says, Oh Eduardo, you can have a head start, they said. Right, and he's panting and sweating, and he's walking his bike. Right, is lightly riding a bike really that more tiresome than walking your bike? I don't think so. Hands up if you've ever ridden a bike. You don't have to go very fast to stay on it. Like, how out of shape is this dude? Is what I'm saying. Like, man, if if a goth chick is no offense. <laughs> if a goth chick is in better shape than you, you got to start working out, bro. 
they like books and like magic and stuff. They're they're not known to, to have great cardio. Uh, I've known a great uh, a great many goth chicks over the years. Uh, known a great many, uh, loved a great many, and what I will say is they tend to fall into two camps. Uh, they are either rail thin and weak. Or they are thick with two C's. And <laughs> ultra thick, thick, don't thick. Also don't have the greatest cardio. So what skinny I'm or big, but not but in both cases not in shape. Hey. No, I <laughs> I know one who <laughs> So you agree. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, but I was trying trying to be delicate. Yes, no, they're no, I, no. they're they're either scrawny or fat. No, um, I know um one that that breaks the mold. One friend I have who is could race laps around me and oh sweet body builds. Um, you might have her on face face Facebook, but I'm not going to mention anything on air. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure. and I'm like, man, they they are jacked. <laughs> They do, do a lot of fitness stuff on their Instagram and and stuff. It's cool. cool. So there, there, there are uh, outliers. Just like there are comic book nerds who sometimes have abs. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not one of them, but uh, <laughs> they they apparently exist. So there's always outliers, and yep. uh, in this case, um, uh. The uh, in this case, Eduardo uh, gets winded from lightly riding a bike, <laughs> uh, and we see uh, Leonard uh, racing his Porsche to and holding up a map and, and uh, a card that says Ghostbusters, trying to kinda, find these guys. I kind of love this guy. He's like right, over, like like he's overweight. Like he's clearly like he's probably around like two twenty to. 220 to 240 probably stands around like 58. Uh he's got a fucking ponytail but like he wears I love this guy too. <laughs> he wears a suit jacket with a t-shirt. With a t-shirt. Yeah. Casual Friday um a casual Friday kind of um professional look. Yeah, it's like uh it's like Miami Vice meets um meets Highlander. <laughs> And keep in mind, like, this wasn't fashionable at the time. No. It came out in 97, like 10 years, 10, 15 years after, after the fashion. After this, after this was in. So kudos I, to I the love, writers, because he's I turning this, 40 dude. at this time, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's dressing <laughs> like he did when he was <laughs> when he was younger. Yeah, when he was in his Good 20s, catch. Yeah. I, I I love this guy. The t the t shirt with the the suit jacket, the blue suit jacket. Yep. Um, and the the fucking ponytail. Yeah. Yeah. I this guy's great. <laughs> I I had mentioned I'm like kudos to the writing team for this guy earlier. Uh, so not only is he racing his Porsche through the city madly, disregarding there's no other traffic. Oddly, what city are they in? New York. They're in New York. Where the hell are the other cars? I, I understand animation budget, but yeah. Um, and the ghost comes out of his rearview mirror and like hangs on to his car. So this ghost isn't bound to one location, which is interesting. It's just chasing him around. Oh, and we and saw 
we we saw that it comes out of a uh, uh, a mirror in like the the window of like a store. Yeah, she goes into. There's a dude making faces in front of a mirror shop. She goes into that, and then it shows another couple walking by a store. And she come. It needs to be a reflective surface because she comes right. out of the the giant window. So she can treat them like portals, is what it, the the shows show it. The, the this that will be uh, that will be eventually revealed. Yeah, yeah. It was a little convoluted, but we'll get there when we get there. Yep. Yeah. So she can lead, go into one reflective surface and then just come out of his side mirror again and torment him. She can't be around mirrors. She can teleport through them. Yeah, it's a pretty cool superpower, honestly. Right. Uh, also makes so, it incredibly difficult to actually get away from. So Miami Vice, we we cut to inside the fire hall, and Miami Vice uh, Leonard, after he knocks a bunch of garbage on Eduardo, <laughs> uh, is explaining the um, uh, the situation. He pulls up right in front of the station. Yeah, and he's explaining the situation, and is like, yeah. So uh, she she just uh, this bride like just came out of nowhere uh, out of this well, and Eduardo is like basically like, was she hot? And Leonard is like, she had no skin, dude. And he's like, answer the question. Uh, I like that that interaction. Yeah. And uh, Garrett, the ever-present comedian, is like, hey, Eduardo, just like you like him. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, and he he mentions that uh, that the the ghost bride uh, kisses him, and Egon is on his laptop doing some science, and he's like, like a nerd he is. He's like ethereal subjugation of the corporeal. I see it regularly, common in kissing. I knew him, Leonard. <laughs> um, and he's like, as a fellow ponytail nerd, I think I owe it to this man to help him. I actually really dig Egon in this show. Yeah, he, he's good in this show. Yeah. I think this is the best. I haven't read a lot of the comics, but as far as the cartoons and stuff go, I like mentor teacher Egon the most. Yeah, well, outside of uh, the movies, of course. Oh, yeah, Her yeah. Her Harold Ramis, like you can't. Kills uh, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 can't, you can't touch that. Uh, rest in no. peace, Harold yeah. Ramis. Rest, rest in peace, indeed. Um, and it's, it's hard to even think, remember when we, I mentioned this off air to, to Christopher, I was like, wait, he's blonde. That's how much I was used to Egon <laughs> in, in the, the movies. movies, but he I was blonde. That his original... he was blonde. Yeah. He was blonde in the original, uh, real Ghostbusters cartoon too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have a ponytail. He had like a Elvis, like, floop. Oh, yeah. this is the later years, Egon, the later years. Yeah, this is this is midlife crisis, Egon, <laughs> or just me on a Saturday. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Kylie goes <laughs> up to Leonard, who's like face palming the uh, the accountant, and she's like Leonard, and like touches his arm. Ch chill, it's okay. Yeah, and uh, Egon's like, <clears throat> I'm guessing you asked for something at this point, at this wishing well. A woman, I, a bride. I love that. I, I, I love this. I love that Egon just figures this out right away. 
Yeah, through his uh, his research, and he's yeah. been doing this a long time. He knows the difference. Well, exactly. Like he he knows his shit. He's like, okay, did you ask for a wife? Tell the truth. And much to my delight, like, I'm I'm shocked that this episode of a kids show, um, like, um, subverted my expectations because, you know, Leonard's thirty nine. Right. He doesn't have time to bullshit anymore. He just kind of sits down and sighs. He's like, look, I spent my entire life in my city, like getting like chasing that coin, dog. Like, yeah, I'm I'm lonely. I want a wife and kids. That's why I bought the house. I'm turning 40 this year. Like, I don't have anyone. Real talk, man. He opened up to these guys. That's surprising real talk. I, I feel like this is probably one of the writers of this episode. <laughs> that, just like writing his, writing his own shit into the episode. Some real talk, yeah. Uh, yeah. And Garrett, because he is hilarious. Did I forget to mention Garrett is very funny? Um, he's like, so let me guess, uh, pepperoni face isn't who you had in mind? Oh, 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 oh. And Kylie, um, who actually is the most um, compassionate character, she's like, Garrett, can you be nice? <laughs> I think it's actually kind of romantic. And I'm like, yeah, a fucking goth chick would say something like that. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, that's incredibly, that, that's, that's a goth thing. That, that's Finding very... a wishing well and... <laughs> And like having like a fucking like ghost like zombie bride like haunting you like that's the kind of thing that a goth chick would find would find romantic. Yeah. Totally, I've known many it. a goth chicks in my life. <laughs> they would all be into that shit. But they would hope it would be a vampire boyfriend. Yes, or girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Egon stands up. He's like, "Okay, got it." It's unusual for a ghost of this type to stray far from its originating source. But uh, uh, Miami Vice is like, no, wait, she followed me throughout the city. Like literally like a couple blocks away. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, uh, just to be safe, then we'll spend the night here. Yeah. And Roland is like, oh, man, but I have studying at home to do. And they have a sleepover. I'm, I'm getting a slumber um, party Carlton vibes <laughs> from Roland, but he is the great straight man, as as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, no, he he's great. I like him. Also, like, he has like the I said, hair. like I said, literally the only character in this show I don't like is Eduardo because I just uh, find him really annoying. Back when um, I was shaving my head regularly and still paying for it i would get the most bang out of my buck um and i get lines like that shaved into my head regularly yeah yeah it's fun uh i don't have i think i remember that tools. actually do you do you remember yeah. the adidas symbol I shaved? no that <laughs> i don't remember but i i do remember you having like uh uh like patterns shaved into your head for like a solid like year and a half I, that was my thing yeah yeah Work didn't even care that I did it either. <laughs> hey, man! A couple of years ago, I had short bleach blonde hair. Yeah. So that 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 was the wow thing that time I did flies for a while. Yeah. What? Wow! 
time and hair um, grows fast. <laughs> yep. No regrets. So, so we fast forward and uh, sleepover. You know, Garrett's got a sleeping bag. He's in a tank top and and like red uh, shorts. Um, Eduardo dibs the the couch. Yep. And uh, he pats the ground and he's like, because uh, Garrett's like, oh man. Um, and he's like, snooze, you lose. And he pats the ground and he's like, uh, Garrett, I heard um, sleeping on a hard surface is great for your posture anyway. And I'm like, the- is that offensive? <laughs> is he poking light at, at him? Yeah, the- well, you can still have good posture even if you're in a yeah. chair, you know? Fair enough, yeah. Set up, um, and from what I recall, um, they tastefully like rib on each other like quite a lot. Um, and I thought it was in in good, good, um, with good intentions. Um, right. my favorite is like things like they'll get in a car crash and they'll be like, Oh, everybody okay. And Garrett will be like, I remember this from I don't know what episode. He'll be like, Oh my god, I can't feel my legs, I can't feel my legs, and everyone will scream, and he's like, Oh, wait, I can never feel my legs. <laughs> like stuff stuff like that so good good for the show you know they they uh they're not trying to be they're trying to be comedic without being over the top right uh and we cut to um kylie who has her hair back um and uh she's wearing a dress as her pajamas she's wearing a nighty is it kinda it's as a collar <laughs> well she is a goth i yeah it's it's a yellow long sleeve like dress Let, let's call it like a nighty yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah okay so it looks like she's wearing a very long like oversized dress shirt but doesn't have buttons but it doesn't have yeah it is <laughs> it has it a is, collar yeah it yeah it, it is quite bizarre now that i'm looking at it thank you yeah uh, my niece uh, uh, my partner pointed uh that out to me and she's like what the hell is she wearing and i'm like oh you know it's wait it's a dress with a collar wait what is this <laughs> little weird sleeping attire but kylie's a little bit she does what she wants. And speaking of do what they want, uh, Garrett ribs on um, Roland for his pajamas. Yeah. Um, and he's wearing like silk pajamas, right? They've got buttons up the front. Um, so they purple. rib on him, him for his pajamas, not the like whatever the fuck the goth chick Kylie was wearing. Uh, which I think is weirder. But it is weirder. <laughs> Now that his we, pajamas, we... he's got matching bottoms and tops, and they're purple with yellow smiley faces on them. But he has his fucking pajamas tucked into red socks, and I just... That's the weird part. I... <laughs> <laughs> I really like that stupid attention to detail. <laughs> and uh, Roland looks at Garrett. Garrett hasn't said anything. He just is expecting it by now, right? And he's like, Right. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, the joke that Roland comes up with is, well, where's your matching bunny slippers, dog? 
And I'm like, really? That's what? That's the joke you make? Because I got like three others <laughs> to make. And he's like, thou art never seen men's pajamas before? Sheesh. Uh, so we we jump ahead a little bit to the middle of the night. They yeah. are all sound asleep. Uh, Leonard's Ghost- there too, hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ghost Bride shows up. She comes through a window, or not a window, uh, a mirror. And um, uh, Roland like wakes up and notices this, and like gets out his like proton pack and shit. But then like Kylie wakes up and she's just wearing already like sound asleep. She wakes up and she's already like wearing like some sort of like ghost fighting device on her belt wait so this is at a she didn't have a belt when she was combing her hair she just had the yellow dress okay right so fast forward and she now has a belt this is around uh, her waist 929 on ctv.ca oh yeah she put on a belt to go to bed uh, at some point, yeah. So she's just wearing this like ghost busting equipment to bed. So, um, I not to jump around too much or whatever, but they have this again kids show surprisingly deep. They have this heart to heart where Garrett's like, "Dude, well, you you had it made. Like, well, why do you leave like the city, dude? You sounds like you had a great job." And he's like, man, there's more to life than just like the rat race, you know? And um, Eduardo's like, uh, sure. And for somebody that's never made any money and they're young, that's probably. But Roland is uh, steps out and he's like, well, it depends on what you consider like wealth is. Like for me, it's not like having a an exp- fancy car or whatever. Um, I want a family and kids. Whole bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's to, kind to, of to like... To some people, that is what life is all about. Yeah, and he even's like, well, what about you, Garrett? And Garrett's like, I, huh, I guess a son would be kind of cool. You know, like we could race in our wheelchairs. I could teach him all the tricks. Get him his own wheelchair. It'd be rad. Right, right, yeah. And he's like, yeah, and he's like, Garrett, you might have a son that can walk. Garrett's like, well, I guess I could still love him. So I I I just wanted to I like that. I just wanted to bring that up. I I, I, I kind of like that Garrett uh takes pride in the, the fact that he's uh chair bound. Oh yeah, he doesn't yeah, I, I like that. I dig that. Yeah, and then Kylie just kind of goes like, oh well, I guess I just want to meet a handsome, intelligent man that like we can travel and see the world with. But later. Big gulps, huh? And um, Garrett's well, like, see wait later. a second, a man? Oh, right. You got one of those three things going for you, Eduardo. Anyways, yeah, jump forward. The, the ghost's attacking them. And uh, they end up blasting the shit out of everything trying to get this girl who jumps into like a silver plate that just happens to be on the wall. 
Which I kind of appreciate because that is a very Ghostbusters thing. Like, even you watch the movies, like, they fucking destroy shit. The, the video games have been all about, like, destructible environments. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, they, 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 in the movies, like, they, like, they fucking, like, thrash whatever, wherever they go to fight ghosts. They end up, like, just, like, completely destroying the entire environment. And like yeah. in the the 2009 Ghostbusters video game on uh, 360 and PS3, which is actually pretty damn good. That's I was just going to bring that up where you play the experimental weapons technician. Yeah, and yeah. It, it, <laughs> it 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 the the script was like based on a story that was uh, uh, conjured up by uh, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, and it features the the voices of all the original cast. Um, it's a surprisingly solid game. Feels a lot like a Gears of War clone. In that how it handles, but it has that searching detective. Yeah. It, it's different. It's just in how it, I wouldn't say clone at all, but like in the handling. Yeah, the, mechanically it feels a lot like Gears of War. But uh, there's, there's quite literally a like dollar like damage meter that pops up whenever you like shoot your a proton stream at a wall or something. It depends on what you hit too. Like furniture, windows, uh paintings, if they're expensive yeah. paint, right? Like vehicles exploding. Right. And there's two achievements in that game. Just wanted to throw this out here. One is to accumulate over I do 10, like Chivos. A $10 million um in damages, which I did in the first level. Um, oh, I'm purposely wow. trying to get that one, and the other is to beat the game with like less than ten thousand dollars in damage. Nice. Don't know many people that actually got that one. That seems uh, seems difficult. Yeah, solid game. It was uh, there was a eight or four K remaster that was released. Uh, oh, I didn't on- know that on modern consoles uh, i think a couple of years ago now yeah i didn't realize it was it was free on the epic game store a while back oh i missed it it's probably before i got into that so something happens um garrett throws the silverware that she jumped away in on the ground and starts running over it destroying it and i'm like dude what are you doing to that silver platter and kylie's like i got an idea and she lets her hair down And she like moans and leans against Leonard and says, oh, you have the most amazing eyes. Uh Uh-oh. Right? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Was there no other? Really? Was this the best way? And she's like, hey, maybe you can help me with my taxes sometime, Leonard. (laughs) My financials are so neglected. And he's like, ah, I think I can fit you into my schedule. And she's like, oh, Leonard. <laughs> and um, they actually. So you like get a, that, that's how you get a fucking nerd all hot and bothered. Do, do, do my taxes for me, Leonard? <laughs> she almost <laughs> had, she had that like New York accent going for a part there. And um, I can't. I don't I, know if she does kiss I, him or goes to I, kiss him. I, I, 
seven years behind on my taxes and I need a big strong man like you. A big to, strong accountant like you. <laughs> to 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 sort my to to sort my numbers out. And uh I don't know if they do kiss or they're about to kiss, but um Ghost Bride jumps out and starts strangling Kylie. Says, get away from my man, bitch. And uh only yeah, I do his taxes. Only I suck his taxes dry. And um they they shoot her and they get her. So I guess plan successful. Da, 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 da. I suppose they have like a that little shell thing that sucks them in. In this show, instead of it being like a box that opens and they wrangle in, it's like a a turtle shell, like a, a oh that circular tra- thing, the trap, the trap thing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally just called the trap, the ghost trap. Yeah, and on this show, um, Kylie seems uh, to be always the one who. What a who... what a uh, sorry. One of my favorite lines in the original Ghostbusters movie is, a, and it involves Harold Ramis. Um, uh, it's when they're fighting Slimer in uh, the the hotel, and uh, Ray gets out the trap, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down the trap." Uh, don't, uh, I'm going to lay down the trap. Uh, whatever you do, uh, as soon as it opens, uh, d- uh, don't look at the trap. All right, here we go. And he, he throws it and the trap opens and like a big light, uh, uh, shoots up and right. there's Egon just standing there staring at it. And he's like, I looked at the trap, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the trap, Ray. <laughs> Why weren't you supposed to stare at it again? He doesn't really say. He just says, don't look, whatever you do, don't look at the trap. And then Egon is like, I looked at the trap, Ray. Presumably some sort of like ultraviolet light or something that can damage your Probably, but it's just... uh, I remember that now. The comedy in that movie is so fucking great. (laughs) Just like, just little things too, like... Little things like that, yeah. Like little things like that, and early on in the movie, uh, when they're in the uh, the the New York library, and this was a line that was actually improved by Harold Ramis too. Um, they're 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 walking in the the New York library, and uh, Bill Murray, Peter Venkman, is like, "Hey, Egon, remember that time that you tried to drill a hole in in your head?" And Egon is like, that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. And that the that line by Harold Ramis, he apparently he was supposed to just like look like like kind of just have like an awkward look on his face, like, huh. But Harold Ramis was like, that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. And they left it in the movie. <laughs> so he was just supposed to have a weird look and he he improved it. Yeah. Yeah. And they they ended up leaving it in, and it's one of the best. It, it's one of the best lines, in, or at least one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. He understood that character. Stuck. He did. Is what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Harold Ramis, uh, 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 one of the writers of the movie too, um, right? And a director in his own right. Like he directed uh, Groundhog Day, and I believe he directed Stripes as well. Um, oh, I. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, yeah. No, That's cool. He, <laughs> yeah, he was skilled behind the camera as well as in front of it. But like, yeah, Harold Ramis, I think, is like one of the MVPs of Ghostbusters just for his like his like very subdued, like kind of stoic delivery of yeah, like he understands the character for sure. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, the stoic because Egon's supposed to be a little a awkward, ge- a genius, but detached, kind of socially inept, like for lack of a better word, probably kind of autistic. The, yeah, without I was trying to tell how to word it, but but yeah, like the, the things that are very weird that he does. <laughs> um he doesn't have a problem with and he finds very normal things that other people do socially uh odd so yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah I, I i dig that yeah yeah and would i would i say he's autistic coded i don't mean that as like a slight or anything like that no. i yeah not, of course not not at all okay where did sorry i i, I say as i mentioned that here. egon is like my favorite character in ghostbusters yeah, yeah. He, he's pretty great. Yeah, he's um, great. Egon. Uh, also love Winston, too. Ernie Hudson. Yeah, can we, very briefly, just because we're talking about Ghostbusters, right? We, we um, might as well. Like, the, can, we, we might as well. This, chan- this is our chance to talk about Ghostbusters in general. That That's what I mean. Yeah, sorry, it was everybody, video listeners, got a, a glimpse of just my hat. I, like dropped some computer equipment but didn't know what it was it was just a loud thud and but i mean the the camera's working and the video's working so fuck it (laughs) but um uh who was the character winston right yeah comes in kind of late of the to the movie right in the first one yeah he doesn't show up until about halfway through and he's just replying to a job ad like, yeah, he's just a dude looking for a job. He's literally just a dude. <laughs> not a scientist, not, not even incredible, not a nerd who's interested in the paranormal. He's just like a dude. And in fact, he doesn't seem to give, like, throughout the like the rest of the movie when he's there, he doesn't seem to give too much of a shit about, like, about, like, all the science stuff. Like, he, he doesn't care. He's just there getting a paycheck. And... Tell him about the Twinkie. (laughs) What about the Twinkie? What about the Twinkie? (laughs) So having these three who went to school together, university, they know each other, and having Winston come in? uh, Winston is definitely supposed to be the audience analog. That's what I mean, because these... They're all nerds in different ways. Like when I was a kid, haha, Bill Murray is supposed to be like the cool, suave one. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's he's actually, a creepy one who hits on younger women. He, yeah, he he's cringy and he's kind of an asshole. Like the whole the whole climax of the film, the like involving like the fire hall blowing up because of uh, the environmental protection agency guy coming in and like Walter Peck coming in and shutting off the protection grid. The only reason that happened was because Bill Murray was a fucking asshole and didn't cooperate. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, Bill, Mur- Bill Murray in that movie, Peter Venkman, very an- amusing character, but he's very, s- you're not supposed to like him. He's very skeezy. He's quite slimy. He's an asshole. 
like Bill Murray's good at playing that character. He is, yeah, definitely. Because uh, what what are the he plays that role so often. That role is what I meant. He plays that role so often. The sleazy, like, douchey guy who kind of wins in the end. Don't know why that was like a, a theme throughout like the 80s and 90s. Um, B- Bill Murray is definitely capable of doing other things oh, as an actor. And he has like uh, his performance in uh, Lost in Translation. Good example. Of course, yeah. Um, um, my partner couldn't even watch it because she was like, oh, does this guy end up getting the girl even though he's like a sleazeball? Because I don't know if I can watch this and really not okay with like how fucking creepy this dude is. And I was like, oh, we don't have to watch it. <laughs> because right when it introduces you to him, he's like, trying to hit on and presumably sleep with his students and he's rejected by um who plays the 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 woman who um is getting haunted um oh, Sigourney Weaver Sigourney Weaver thank you and she rejects him outright right away doesn't like how sleazy it is she doesn't have time for this douchebag and she's seeing the tropes my partner was like I can't do it. I, I can't get through this movie. This guy being a complete idiot who doesn't care about anybody but himself and him getting the girl at the end. And I'm like, okay, so that's fair. He does <laughs> get the girl at the end. Uh-huh. But what's great is in Ghostbusters 2, which a lot of people shit on, but I think Ghostbusters I like 2 it. is a, a lot of, it, it's better than a lot of people give it credit for. I like uh, it. He got her briefly, and then she figured out how much of a prick he was, and then fucked off. Yeah, and I wanted that to be like a sell. Maybe I should bring that up with her and be like, "Hey, but but they were barely dated before, yeah. before she effed off." So I I also love that in Ghostbusters too. Like at, at the end of Ghostbusters, like oh they saved the city, people are cheering them. Like yeah, they're heroes. And then at, at the beginning of Ghostbusters too, you find out like oh um well the city also blamed them for everything that was going on, and they got <laughs> yeah. sued by like literally hundreds of people, and they're bankrupt and are. <laughs> Just, right, like, that's the just, theme of it. Yeah, just they have to doing go like just doing like children's parties and shit because like there aren't ghosts around anymore. And like, I find that all. I find that so hysterical that they saved the day and then just then just got blamed for everything. Just that I I like that theme too. And there's something to be said about. You know, when people go through something bad or they see something strange or they see ghosts or uh, lights or like whatever. And the more time that happens after something strange, the more they write it off as, oh, whatever. And it gets to the point that even though the city was plagued by ghosts and they saved them, enough time has gone by where people wonder if they were like a hoax. Right. And they, they weren't real ghosts anyway. And that's how people actually are. Like a ghost oh. could have flipped your goddamn car and the Ghostbusters could have came and, and helped you. And then a couple of years go by and you're like, well, you know, it might have been swamp gas reflecting the light off of from Saturn or <laughs> combined with like a, a naturally occurring like 
phosphorus like build up and an earthquake. So maybe it wasn't a ghost. People yeah. are like that. People are like that. Uh, Holocaust deniers. Enough time goes by from something that, and if they didn't, especially if they didn't experience it. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine all the people. Imagine all the Ghostbusters. In this world, do the original Ghostbusters ever make an appearance? In this world. I'm fed up with this world. We live in a society. Where <laughs> everybody be, and pe- everybody betray me. I'm fed up with this world. <laughs> oh, that's... <laughs> I hate it when everybody betray me. <laughs> where the heck were we? Oh, so... We, that's our rant about about actual Ghostbusters. This this is a, like one of our few times where we can actually talk about it because we're talking about Ghostbusters. Um, I have seen shit that'll turn you wet. <laughs> oh, right. Again, I love Winston. <laughs> I almost forgot about that line. I've seen shit that'll turn you white. <laughs> yes, it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, uh, uh, ghost. Yeah, Ghostbusters. Great, great, great fucking movie. It is. It is essentially a like. It takes paranormal shit and like frames it. It. And inserts it into a very like blue collar working man comedy, which works. Yeah, <laughs> it works. Yeah, like that. A, a good departure from like Outer Limits and X Files, right? Yeah, where they're just kind of like winging it, and like they they're they're basically treated it like uh, functionally they're treated like exterminators and they even make a joke (laughs) in the movie about how they're exterminators and their commercials are kind of like exterminator commercials yeah they wear like jumpsuits and like it's it's very like blue collar working man it's a it's a blue collar comedy but with supernatural shit thrown into it the movie is fucking brilliant um throw a stick and you'll find someone who will and you'll hit someone who is like willing to gush about ghostbusters but like that is genuinely a brilliant comedy there's a reason why it has stood the test of time and why it's still an absolute delight like almost 40 years later to watch yeah and also the uh, special effects and stuff uh, i don't think it's they, bad they 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 hold up surprisingly yeah. well like it's it's a lot of stop motion and uh uh like superimposed um su- su- yeah, green screen stuff put on on top yeah. of the the live action yeah but it yeah it it works it, it just works it works a lot better than like say a lot of like 90s and 2000s cgi i made the mistake of thinking one time that how bad could anaconda 3 be <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how they made the mistake in Anaconda 1, but it's like if you took one one hundredth the budget and made it painfully CG, yep. that's what Anaconda 3 was. And I, 
me at the time working at Blockbuster, I was like, how is it that this movie came out like 10 years after Anaconda? More than 10 years. Um, but the snake looks worse. Like, hasn't like CGI gotten better? <laughs> Doing a Slimer impression there. What have I done? I've so audio listeners, um, Cat Catifer Siege is uh I, I, t- I told him how to stick out his tongue using uh, a certain program that he uses to be a cat. And yep. uh, he seems you, to enjoy it. <laughs> you were talking about a snake, so I decided to fuck around with it yeah. a bit. Um, but it's okay. So let's let's get back into uh, the, the episode of Extreme Ghostbusters. Leonard seemed pretty happy with, um, you know, a hot goth chick like coming on to him and asking him to do her taxes and stuff like that. And he's all like, well, somebody likes me for me. And he's kind of like all upbeat. And he like turns to Eduardo who kind of like, Hey, 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 break it up. And um, he gets really defensive and he's like, Whoa, what? Yeah. What? Right. And I like his fake laugh. His eyes go wide and he's like together. Are you kidding? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, geez. And I'm like, oh, man. You're never getting getting anywhere near her. <laughs> uh, Leonard gets uh, attacked and mauled by Ghost Bride. And then um, we, we oh, come when back. he goes back home. Yeah, yeah when he goes back because home. he presumes that the ghost has been taken care of. Yeah, but she's she's back at home. She's back at home and uh, as rapey as ever. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what's going on here. And uh, Egon gets a phone call in the middle of the night and he's like, bro, you said that you had captured her. Yeah, And he's like, who is this? <laughs> right. And he's hiding in a closet. And I'm like, how did you hide from a ghost who can go through walls? <laughs> right. I- <laughs> yeah, he's like, would- you would, you would think a ghost would be able to pick up on like I don't know like uh, uh, like spectral energy or something that a person's soul well, emanates. I just, I don't I just know. Th- I just thought he was well. That's that's interesting to think about. But I just I just think it was interesting that she had, was like mauling him, and he somehow made enough distance to hide. <laughs> he broke line of sight and hid in a closet. Yeah, so um, so, it's game so the, time. Yeah, so the Ghostbusters uh, uh, suit up and uh, burst out in the Ecto One. I, I appreciate that it makes the same sound effect as the uh, the siren from the original movies. Uh, and um, Egon seems to always stay at home base, and he has he's talking through them through a radio on a headset. He's the guy in the chair. He's the guy in the chair. They have a guy in a chair. Yep. He's yeah, and back at the house, um, rape bride is rips the door off, and I'm like, you can go through walls, can't you? But no, she can go into and out of, but otherwise she's into and out of reflective surfaces. But otherwise she's physical. I like how Egon is the guy in the chair, but like even at home base, he's still wearing a Ghostbusters jumpsuit. Oh, was he? Yeah. Like- yeah, he's still suited up anyway, even though he didn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, he's wearing his gray Ghostbusters yeah. jumpsuit. Yeah. 
he didn't go like with them on a mission or anything. He's but still he's, suited up, but he's still suited up. That's great. <laughs> um, the others don't have; uh, they have an outfit, but they don't. They don't match. Because like Kylie 90s, has like man. Kylie has like like shoulder pads and almost like um like goalie gear on or like football like gear on and she wears the trap on her back. Right. Um Eduardo just wears clothes. Uh but I think it's Roland and Garrett do have like mustard colored jumpsuits. If yeah. I recall. Oh watch here. Oh, Roland's Roland's is like olive. It's like a it's like a work suit. And it's Garrett that has the mustard jumpsuit. Yeah, so like they arrive in a janitor. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so they're trying to get her. She flies away or something. And they go to smash her in a mirror, thinking that she they'll trap her or destroy her, right? Yeah. Part of me is like, why did they think that would work? Because she yeah, can teleport through different reflective surfaces, correct? Yeah, but or does she have? Do they have to see each other? Do they need to be with an eye sight, uh, did I, line of did sight? I, did did I miss something? But like, how did they figure out that exactly that she can go through mirrors? It was was it Roland? Was it? I must have missed something. Because, like, even when I watched this earlier, like, I was kind of confused by it. And when they're on the drive there to to Leonard's house, um, um, over the radio, um, Egon is like, okay, so as far as I can tell, this is some sort of copy, like a copycat ghost or something. I'm not quite there yet. I haven't figured it out. Right. So they're still figuring it out. And when they get to the home... They're smashing the windows and stuff, preventing her from getting away. Right? Yes. And that's where I am as well. But like, I don't, I, I'm a little unclear as to how they came to that conclusion that that was because that... of how she was acting in their in, at the station. They're like, oh, it has something to do with her jumping around in mirrors. So we'll lure her into a room where there's only one mirror. Okay, fair enough. I guess, and they're smashing all of his windows. Again, very Ghostbusters fashion. They're <laughs> destroying the shit out of this guy's home. More to come, by the way. <laughs> and um, I think it's hilarious. Um, Leonard goes up to the last mirror in his house as if it's a family heirloom and kind of gazes at it before like getting ready to elbow smash it. And Roland um, grabs his arm and like shakes his head and tells him no. Because I guess they want her to jump in to the surface first. Again, I don't know why they thought that this would work. Because they go end of the line and Roland smashes it with the butt of his gun. Right. I'm with you. She's gone into one reflective surface and come out the other. Remember when Garrett like ran over the silver plate? And he's yeah. like, that'll teach you. But she just came out of another surface. Why did they think... I don't know. There, I'm missing something there too. Maybe if yeah. we come through every second of it, 
we could find it. But the first time I watched this, like when it had my full attention, I was confused how they drew this conclusion. Yeah, maybe uh, listeners, maybe we're missing something. It's definitely possible, but also maybe uh, it's just a plot hole. And how they came up with that. Yeah. And so um, they're like, well, where is she? Is she gone? And Roland does that ghost scanner thing. Uh, and he's P- like the, the PKE meter. PK. PKE. E. Meter. Psychokinetic energy. Uh, probably. I'm Actually, say, yeah. I, I've never thought about that before. But yes, it's definitely the PKE meter, but psychokinetic energy. That would make perfect sense. There we go. <laughs> um, we, we figured it out, folks. And uh, they're like, where is she? And they're like, well, she's she's still in the mirror. And Garrett's like, so now she has a thousand hiding places to be in. And they radio Egon with this comically large radio. And Roland's like, oh, uh, it, Egon? It, it was the 90s. Problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where radio technology was at its lowest. <laughs> Or maybe that's in their cell phone. <laughs> and maybe it's a cell phone. Because maybe it's that's... a car phone that has like a range of 20 feet. <laughs> that's kind of what cell phones looked like at the time. Yeah. My aunt had one, specifically a car phone. Never understood why they worked, how car phones worked. I never understood either. I'm like. they like cell phones, but only in your car. <laughs> around your but car. only in your car. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I don't know. Um so Egon's looking at some sort of ancient, like, monitor. Ancient monitor. So a monitor from And he's like, I'm looking at the psychokinetic energy reports in that area of the state. And it seems to be some psychoreactive specter. A wish giver. Mm. A demon who lures in its victims with its their heart's desires. And so he uses their motherfucking um, succubus. He uses their desires to um, dream up um, their to twist their heart's desires. Yeah, yeah. And he says demons. So I wanted to point this out because this is one thing I liked when we were kids. Straight up, demons are real in this world. Some of them are just monsters. They're not ghosts. You can't catch them. They are flesh and blood monsters mm-hmm. that you just have to fucking kill. So it it changed the game. Like there are demons and like mutants and like monsters and shit in this world. So Egon's like, this is a demon. <laughs> like you're gonna have to destroy that well. Yeah, pretty pretty sweet. I think there were demons in the the original uh, real Ghostbusters cartoon as well. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. There were monsters that they just blasted apart with their proton packs. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I don't know. That. It's maybe it, it. Yeah, it's it's a show I haven't revisited for uh, either of these shows. This is the first time in. I think I revisited <laughs> uh, the original Ghostbusters cartoon when I was in my early 20s, maybe, and found it, like, comically bad that I shut it off. Right. I recall you mentioning that. Yeah, it's like, it was like, uh, uh, very slapstick in a very, like, preschool cartoon kind of right. way. 
just a yeah. little bit too young little, of an audience a little too juvenile yeah yeah uh so what's happening here um leonard's like oh the well yeah follow me and part of me is like why wasn't that the first thing you guys did <laughs> right. because recall when when they had first met leonard they were like did you make a wish or anything like that for like a wife or something and he was like oh yeah i did Hmm. Anyway, I guess they were just preoccupied with saving Leonard. So they run off to go get the well, but like the, the, uh, what did you say? A uh, corpse bride? Um, you made up a word there. Zombride. Zombride. There we go. The zombride like grabs Roland's leg and is like, no, you can't touch my well. So this isn't a copycat like ghost, it's a part of a demon, which is where we're at right now. But why zombride? But why zombride? You are my future wife. <laughs> and um, she she flies off into the rafters. And I found this hilarious that a ghost, like a ghostly, a, a ghost, no, a demon entity that is created by a demon well resorts to this kind of tactic. She flies up in the rafters and she throws rolls of fiberglass at them. And they're like, ah, I'm minorly inconvenienced. And she's like cackling like she's like has their number. And they're just like being pelted by these fucking rolls of pink fiberglass. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? And she does like a Mortal Kombat, like double uppercut to Eduardo and knocks him out. I'm like, she's just fisticuffing them at this point. It's Donkey Kong. And at this point, they're like, fuck it. And they just start like blasting apart the, the house. Roland figures out if he aims his proton pack at the, all the shards of the mirror, it like scatters it, like shotgun blasts it. Right. And um, indeed, uh, they get him. They get her. They catch her in the, the trap again. So now they got two Zombrides. Two Zombrides. Two Zombrides. Um. I got a little bit ahead in the episode, so I'm at the point where they are... They're going to the well. Where they're at the well. They're at the well, and guess what? It's birthing another bride. Out of its sphincter. Out of its sphincter, yes. And it turns into a giant, like, sandworm type thing. They shoot the well, and... I guess that's just how it presents itself to mortals because the creature that crawls out of the well is pretty fucking terrifying. I forgot the demons in this are nightmare fuel. Yeah. It's like a Cthulian terror with like hooks and tentacles and teeth everywhere. Love. Yeah. Kind of like a a worm. Lovecraftian horror. Yeah, it, it's a Lovecraftian horror. And uh, they blow it up, I guess. And that's it. They kill yeah, it. They, they blow up the well. It kills the, uh, the sandworm. They, they killed the sandworm and already... I hesitate better... to call it a sandworm because it can't emerge from water, but... Oh. A water worm. A uh, a well worm. A giant eel. 
They're a giant demon eel. Yeah. A deal, if you will. Uh, <laughs> and Leonard. Deal like, or turn- no deal. Leonard turns, he looks at his like shack, which is like all destroyed now because the demon went like 30 feet in the air. And he looks at his house, which has holes everywhere in it. And it's on fire and smoking shit. And he's like, anyone want to buy a house? Yeah. So there it is. There's the, they destroy everything. They, they encounter part of Ghostbusters. Yeah. And yeah, um, very, very on brand, as I mentioned. Yeah. As I mentioned uh, earlier. So it plays kind of like outro music, right? Everybody's wearing different clothes. And um, um, Kylie's on the phone. And this is where her accent kicks in again. Yeah. Right? yeah we we, we uh, transition back to the fire hall. Yeah. And she's like, don't forget to send the postcards. <laughs> yeah. All or, right. You too. Later. Yeah, we're 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 back with uh with with Kylie having the uh the Brooklyn accent and uh Yeah. Once again, here for it. Yeah, Leonard says he's going to send some postcards, lucky dog. And I'm like, "Oh, right. Right. She had an accent." <laughs> so, um yeah, apparently uh he he gives them a call cuz they're his only friends. Also, He's he's hoping something's going on with Kylie, maybe. And yeah, he's just traveling the world. I guess he's in France now. Pretty sure these are high school kids. Wait, the the main cast? Yeah. They're they're high schoolers? Yeah. Or like 25-year-old high schoolers? Egon was dead. I, I remember in the first episode, Egon was definitely their teacher. That's I thought it was like him. college. Like it could be college. They seem college-ish, definitely right. not high school-ish. All right, I, I I'm looking this up because I'm. We need to I'm see. We need now. to see if the rule thirty-four for Kylie is okay. Yeah, we we need to find out if uh, Kylie is of age at this point in the show. They... Uh... All right, plot set years after the end of the real Ghostbusters. Lack of supernatural activity has put the Ghostbusters out of business. Each member has gone their separate ways, except for Dr. Egon Spangler, who still lives in the firehouse to monitor the containment unit, take care of Slimer, further his studies, and teach a class on the paranormal at a local college. Okay, there we go. Okay, so they're university students. Yeah. Got it. Got them. All right, folks, she's legal. There you go. (laughs) Now you can fap in confidence. And let me tell you, if you're looking for rule 34, there's a shocking amount of her, despite like nobody remembering the show. I right. I I was very surprised. Not that I would know. I've never looked it up. Definitely never before this. Okay, I I was literally Um, just looking for a picture of her to make my background for the Zoom call. Um, right? And I, I found a lot of uh, of porno fan art. You weren't even purposely character. looking for it. No, I was just looking. I was just looking for stock images of the character. Video. And I'm like, and I'm like oh, okay. Oh, um, wow, a lot appara- of cosplay of her too. A lot of cosplay, and I, yeah, apparently a lot of a lot of millennials are are horny for this character. I mean, I look get, at the background I get I it. created. I- <laughs> I get it. I was just kind of surprised. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I, uh, if you I, want to see the background, the virtual background uh, I created for this episode, uh, check us out on YouTube. Yeah. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're welcome. Um, over uh, 7,000 hours in MS Paint. Not over 9,000. Oh, come on. Nothing's worth that time. <laughs> I draw the line at 7,000. So, Garrett, so yeah, so um, uh, uh, Miami Vice is like off in Europe for the next three weeks, and Garrett starts like shit talking Europe. Like, Does he? he's like, yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, because um, uh, Kylie mentions that she would like to go to Europe someday, and Garrett's like, oh, yeah, rude French waiters, inedible British cooking, bad Italian drivers. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. Have you been? Well, yeah, exactly. I've, I don't know. I I've, I, I've never been to Europe. But that's not my takeaway from it. Some but... people are content with never leaving their, their hometown or their state. And yeah. the way that they're content about it is they just like shit talk other places. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. We got New York pizza. What do we need to go to Italy for? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Very weird. Nobody comments on that weird on Garrett's like shit talking friends. Yeah, we get the BBC, you know? What what the fuck? What do more we do you want? <laughs> what the fuck do we need to go to jolly old England for, eh? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> We can watch uh, fucking f motherfucking Faulty Towers and motherfucking uh, whatever that soap opera is that my sister likes, you know? Coronation Street. That's, that's fuck it. Fucking Coronation. We got motherfucking Coronation Street and the BBC. That's all we need. What the fuck do you need to go to England for? What do you need Italian food for? You know, we got New York pizza. Doesn't get more fucking Italian than that. What do you need the Eiffel Tower for? We got the Twin Towers, hey. Oh, what? Oh, wait but oh, wait. We got the motherfucking, we got the fucking Statue of Liberty right there out in the bay. That shit was given to us by the fucking French. That, that's basically France already. <laughs> we're, we're basically France here in New York, eh? Uh, um, what happened? Okay, let's wrap the episode up. Uh, Eduardo finds a wishbone. And he's like, oh, sweet, a wishbone. And he goes to break it with Slimer. And everybody groans and gives him the angriest face ever. I might make that my... And he's like, maybe not. Oh, they're eating KFC, like a chicken joint place. That's why their food looks bleh. And he's like, pass the coleslaw. It's got a pretty hype outro, too. Yeah. All right. That's, and that's, that's, that's the till end of death the do we start, people. Uh, yeah, that's it. We did it. Uh, uh, what are you? What are your final thoughts? Like, how how do you feel about that episode and the characters and? Uh, 
fun. I, I don't know. I got, I gotta be honest, I got kind of, when I was watching it earlier, I was starting to get kind of bored halfway through it. It's lighthearted. Um, surprisingly like, deep talk, like the real talk moments. Totally. Um, I actually really like the animation style. Me too, right? Like it, it yeah, the animation. We've talked a lot about on Lasercomb about like animation style, and we're really susceptible to man, there's some ugly shit that just like inherently like you don't you don't like. It gives you a negative modifier to the enjoyment of it because it's not aesthetic. And totally. this, like this last is week's cool. episode, called Lyoko. Code Lyoko. It, it was special. They're giant fucking foreheads. They got some Jesus big Christ. ass foreheads. Yeah, five <laughs> heads, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking five headed children of Code Lyoko. It's to house their giant brains because they're the smart kids. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. But um, it's 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 cool. I like I like this animation style too. And the characters are all di- different enough that it, it mixes it up. I do yeah, I like I all the, the characters dynamic. in the show. Uh, Even the extra, the single character, Leonard. Leonard? Yeah. I love Leonard. Miami Vice was red. <laughs> <laughs> As I mentioned earlier in the episode, I love Leonard. Leonard's yeah. great. Um, don't like Eduardo. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I thought he was sympathetic when I was a kid. Like I said, tastes change, but he's just kind of whiny and jealous. He's supposed, yeah, he's supposed to be like the the stereotypical like cool dude of the group. But he's the not cool, the cool slacker who doesn't give a shit. But then, like when you get older, you realize like, eh, yeah, this guy's kind of just a loser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but there are more episodes where it explores the friendship of the the characters more and where he he grow like he he's he's cool perhaps yeah perhaps but we did not witness that in this one <laughs> no all right uh i think that is uh it for extreme ghostbusters yes uh, uh yeah uh we will be back next week with uh the 12th episode of the Lasercomb podcast where we are going to be talking about as chosen by twitter poll a uh poll that i put up on twitter which was actually retweeted by my fi- one of my favorite film critics william bibiani so thank you bibs i know you're not listening to this but <laughs> still thank you regardless um, I put up a Twitter poll and of what show we should cover a random episode of next week. And what ended up winning out finally was Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, shit. And, uh, so we're going to do some, uh, for the video listeners here or video listeners, viewers, watchers, viewers. There we go. Whatever. Enjoyers. Laser so comb enjoyers. <laughs> laser laser comb enjoyers. So here we go. We title are... the rule thirty four tabs. <laughs> uh, so here we are. Twitter Twitter poll. Uh, Biker mice from Mars actually won by quite a uh, wide margin this time. Mm-hmm. It's been close the past few weeks. Uh, so yeah, Biker mice from Mars. 
and uh, we're gonna do what we always do and go to the random number generator. All, All right, right. numbergenerator.org <clears throat> episodes between one and 65, and here we go. Cheap sound effect. We don't have we don't have separate editors, folks. <laughs> I actually find I I've been thinking of adding like sound effects to the to the podcast, but I actually find doing the just mouthing the like cheap like <laughs> is more fun. <laughs> it would be funny to add like the the spinny uh, wheel of prices right. Prices right. Yeah, that's subtle. <clears throat> another thing i've been talking about doing but yes here we are we're about to stop now and the meaning oh. of life 42 <clears throat> list of biker mice from mars episodes 42 that is cheese cadets cheese cadets season two limburger's minions go on strike Wow. Right. Note, Charlie is not in this episode. <laughs> Why is there notes? Why is that a note? For, look, there's the same note is in the other ones. Like, look at 43. Note, Charlie is not in this episode. No, 44. Charlie. Note, Charlie All, is not in this episode. Although, although she is mentioned. mentioned. <laughs> Why is that a specific note? I that, Is she? Why? Oh, I there's think... probably lots of rule 34 for her. <laughs> Uh, if I recall correctly, Charlie was like this show's version of April O'Neil. That's what I, yeah, I barely remember, but. All right. Yeah, she's uh, she's this show's version of April O'Neil by far. Uh, cheese Is she dating one of them? Episode 42 of Biker Mice from Mars. Dude, That's they were jacked and shirtless. I forgot about that. And Moto had a fucking metal arm. How the hype God was that? Damn right, 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 man! I this is going to be and, a trip for me. And he I loved like, this as a kid. And he like, uh, like the his like forearm would open up, and he could like shoot like lasers or something. Something, yeah, something. I had um a racing game, a Biker Mice from Mars racing game that I played oh, all the time sweet. on the Super Nintendo. Nice. Didn't know that existed. I'll find, find, yep. Biker Mice from Mars, Mars 1994, Super Nintendo. Amazing. Loved it. Uh, yeah, so that, uh, oh, uh, so I'm looking at the, the episode list and uh, not that episode, but uh, episode 38. Oh, and episode 34, 33 uh, of Biker Mice from Mars were written by our boy, Bob no. Forward. No. From Beast Wars, one of the creators yeah. of Beast Wars. I. That, amazing. Yeah, it's, that's actually pretty rad. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, that's been this episode of the Lasercomb Podcast. Uh, best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. And uh, 
at the $10 and up tier, you can actually pick a show for us to review a random episode of on this podcast. Uh, we have a new $10 patron that uh, oh. has chosen a show for uh, that we're not going to be covering next week, but we'll be covering the week after. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, doesn't matter doesn't matter what the show is uh the only rules are is it has to be a show that has completed its run one way or another and it must be narrative based so no game shows no talk shows shows, no no reality shows shows, no sporting events no pro wrestling nothing nothing of that sort but beyond that beyond uh those guidelines like it can be literally anything you want and uh well, we've had some curveballs thrown at us so far. Uh, I noticed you put cops on there, but did, wouldn't that be reality? No, that's no that that was a cartoon. Oh, with the C O P, right, right, right. That's different. A, a, as an acronym, yeah, yeah. Right, cops. The, right, a show right. with like one of the fucking hypest theme songs in cartoon right, history. Right, right. Thanks for clarifying that, because I'm wondering if when I saw that on there, um, I was wondering who was confused about that, because my initial reaction was like, wait a second. Was this the cartoon that Christopher mentioned to me like a couple of years ago that I never heard about? So another one of my favorite film critics, Whitney Seibold, commented on the poll saying fighting crime in a future time. And that's the line. Which is a line from the the cops uh, cartoon intro, and that's when I, and I was, was like, like, "Wait, I remember that." I was like, "Yes, Whitney, you got it." <laughs> uh, made me made me very happy. Mm-hmm. As soon as I read that, that's when I was like, "Oh, right, the GI Joe ish cops show, right?" Yeah, I, I yeah. had toys of them when I was a kid, and and everything. that's when it all came flooding back thanks to that comment. Yeah, when he said uh, fighting int- crime in a future time, I was like, right. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the the villain of that show's name was Big Boss. <laughs> uh, the world needs only one Big Boss, Snake. It's true. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, if you uh, want to pick a show for us to talk about, go to Patreon.com/slash/Lasercomb. You've been wearing a solid hat. $10 tier, give us a show, people. Yep. Do it up. Uh, make us suffer through things like Code Lyoko. <laughs> Do you see uh, that it has a timer? Oh, y- on the, oh brim the, of the, the hat. The, the brim of your hat. Yeah, I see it. That, yeah, that, that's, that's the rad. That's, alert. It, that's MGS1, like alert yep. shit. Yeah, that's, that's I thought bad. you'd like that. I mean, yeah. no one's ever going to see it except me. So I thought I'd zoom up my nose and show <laughs> the video viewers. I, I like this hat. Um, for no. a while there. Oh, God. There we go. For a while there, I was getting focus, focus. We're out of focus. <laughs> um, for a while there, I was. It'll kick in. There we go. <laughs> uh, getting loot box and i guess there are different themed ones you can get and this one was gaming right and it was mostly hit 
I liked a lot of the stuff from it, but then they changed their prices in Canada. And I was like, whew, I'm not paying $55. A Too month, much. Please. Too much loot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, um, social media, uh, facebook.com slash laser spelled the way that I spelled it for the Patreon. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Central hub for this and all of the various shows that we that we do week in and week out. So go check that out. You can also follow me on Twitter. I am at Lasercomb once again. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Cal, you are also on Twitter, yes? I am. I am. Uh, Neo Cal. Neo underscore K-A-L. Neo underscore Cal with a K. Mm-hmm. So uh Go check out our socials, people. Uh, as I mentioned, we will be back with the 42nd episode of Biker Mice from Mars. Uh, keep an eye out for that. And until then, I have been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm Neocal. And until next week, thanks for listening. <laughs>